Hello, everybody. My name is, uh, I, I, two times in a row, man. You had it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the web that connects us Christmas all, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the Madam Web that guides this Christmas tale, Daniel Kunkel. And Daniel, we have the, I would argue, mm? the Madam the Madam Web of our <laughs> Hallmark Cinematic Universe in this movie. I would agree, uh, yes. So, what, what you said last time, okay? Mm. About this movie? Was... About this movie was okay. that it was Hallmark's attempt uh, at love, actually. I think attempt was the right word to use. Yeah. So <laughs> now, now we're on the other side of this. Yeah. And where would we? Okay. I would consider love actually in the upper echelon of Christmas movies. I would consider it a mature, unique story, well-crafted story. Yes. It certainly, it certainly has its problems, but that's not enough to make it, like, sinful, I would say. Yes. It's still a Christmas classic. Still, absolutely a Christmas classic. Where, Hell fucking yeah. Well, what are we doing here, Daniel? What are, we, what are we doing here? This is like if someone did Love Actually, but at, like, I don't even know where this would be produced. But it, it's Love Actually if they took out... All of the difficulty that goes into making a plot like that. Because it's Love Actually is a hard movie to make. It's a hard movie to write. Yeah. It's a hard movie to like get right and, and make interesting. Because really what you have to do is come up with four to five plots that are good enough to be interesting. But they can't be all consuming to the point that we start ignoring other plots. That's a fine line a threat and no one can be you can't have too many people be related yes yeah yes yes that's a massive problem <laughs> and that's they, and that's the huge issue holy in this shit one. everybody is, this is like the end of a bad fantasy book where everybody has to marry everybody or it's like oh no you you're my long lost thing except they don't there's not even a clever reveal about the relationship it's just like 20 minutes in i'm like okay i know everybody yeah. Cool. I think I think the magic of love actually is the uh, the reason why they can't all be related is because you need to believe that you're walking around a living breathing world. Yes. And these characters at any point can interact with each other in a meaningful way, mm -hmm. maybe even fall in love, mm. and that simply cannot happen if if everybody's related, it's just like, oh, we're keeping up with the Johnson family this movie. If everyone is related. <laughs> it's I, not an interconnected world. It's you, just everybody's related. I don't think you need to do a love actually in a big city like London for it to for it to capture that magic that you're talking about. That like, wow, wow, anything could happen in the big city. I don't think it needs to yeah. happen that way. I think uh, there, there is a play, there is an, an oft maligned, oft memed play called Almost Maine that everybody's high school did at one point or another, mm -hmm. including my own. That's right. It's That's a wonderful correct. show. Um, mm -hmm. And that show, I think, is, I think that does this thing, this idea, better than this movie does. This idea of all these things happening in this small area and they all kind of overlap. And we've got a pop star in this who tries to play 
the Hugh Grant role. The like, I'm <laughs> no, no, no. way too big for this story. The, uh, the, uh, the, well, the, the Bill, he's, ben, he's the Bill Nye the, role. Yeah. The Bill Nye role. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get my whiteboard out here. Annika very kindly tracked the characters for us at the beginning. So here's the whiteboard of all the characters. Okay, good, good, okay. good, good, good. Okay, I'm going to just okay. give us the rundown here, okay? Jessica, she's our main character. First of all, uh-huh. big problem. Love actually does not have one main character, except no. for Emma Thompson. Who Nor is one like, main story. No. It's like, who? who is your favorite character in Love Actually? Trey. Um, I would say, I mean, I think... Emma Thompson, I think also the reason why Emma Thompson feels like the main character of Love Actually is because the audience assigns that. The movie doesn't assign that. Mm -mm. The audience has fully accepted that Emma Thompson's story is not only the most heartbreaking, but the most, uh, like, heart-redeeming of of Mm. it all. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I, I would absolutely agree. I think, but I can see someone saying that, like, um, what's his face? The kid is, you know, Sam is the main character. Or, mm, okay. Or, or Hugh Frick, Grant. Natalie God, is the main character. Yeah. yeah. Like, Natalie and the Prime Minister are the main characters. But, like, there's not a main character. In this movie, though, we have Jessica, who is decidedly the main character. She's on the yeah. damn poster. Would you, would you say Jessica's web connects them all? Yes. Okay. That's the thing. It's a love actually, but it's not <laughs> quite a love actually. Because this basic conceit is Jessica gets broken up with and she has these five cards that she was going to send to her now ex. One a day until Christmas. She insists. Which, I don't know much about mail, but I feel like a couple of those are going to get clumped together in the yes. same batch, maybe. <laughs> yes. Are you going to give okay. it to him? Because then it's... <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, anyway. So she instead says, okay, instead of that stupid ass idea, I'm going to write notes to the five most important people in my life. That is the Madam Web that we get out of this. Yeah, that that is the web that connects us all. Yes, the five yeah. people that she sends a letter to. And these are our five. Sto- well, there's her main story. The other stories are Lila, her aunt. Uh-huh. Carter, her brother, who's in the military. Yeah. Jax, who is like a former teen heartthrob, but now he's washed out. Think NSYNC, but two less members. Yes, yes, and yes. also, can everyone is void of personality. In t- these are the kindest, <laughs> everyone is normalist completely guy. sanitized. His, Jax has a big controversy. Jax's, let's get through Jax's plotline first, actually. Jax's plotline uh-huh. is he gets this letter from Jessica, and he's so inspired that he writes a new Christmas song, and he gets the band back together. And at the end, he plays a concert that some of the characters show up at. Missed opportunity. They all should have been at the concert. Come on. Here, What's so funny is watching these three men interact with each other after <laughs> they've broken up from the band and they're like what uh, eight I, years what the, they haven't seen each other i wanted the reporter to be like so like why'd you break up after all those years and then be like you know i i think we i think i was just busy one of those days and then we we never stopped hanging out it was we never, really clear <laughs> just missed we, one I, hangout yeah i think just i just stumbled an, from there i think i just missed an email and then we didn't really keep it going i was gonna say something but annika's in the room yes what's up talk about Jax's bandmates for a second please perfect timing Jax's bandmates come on screen (laughs) and they're like 
it's it's these two men and they were all in a boy band together so presumably they're quite close friends but these two men Dang. are clearly much closer to each other than they are to Jax and Jax's brother oh. and the whole time Daniel and I are sitting there like they look like they're trying yes. really hard to figure out a way to say hey in the 8 years since we broke up we got married oh and you weren't invited to the wedding Oh, they, these okay. Men, these men are intimate in a, in in the kindest, lovingest way possible. These men are closer to each other than they ever were to Jax. Let's be clear about that. But also not in the way where it's new. Mm-mm, no, it's these a comfortable. Ha- these men have married vibes. Yes. This is interesting. This is, hold on. Theory number one. We've got four different stories yeah. here, which means four different connections we've got to make. That's exactly what I was going to say. Perfect timing. Yeah, no, these guys are gay. Uh, and they're married, and they have been for at least three years, is my bet. I'm trying to find when they first... Okay. Are you anyway. looking at the clip? Watch this clip. Yeah, I, I'm just watching the clip. <laughs> Jax, is, uh, Jax has a big controversy at the beginning of the movie, because he's a you know washed-out musician. His big controversy is literally that he ate a fucking candy cane. I was very <laughs> unclear. Yeah, and his his fall from grace is also that he's opening for a 17-year-old with 50 million followers, which in 2019, that's, that's not nor- something that's not something to shake your head at. That's like like That's normal. Hey, that's a normal yeah. thing for older older stars lending their credibility to yes. current. That's just, you know, that's just normal. It's just career. It's just career, baby. Um, so that's Jax. Um, Jax writes a song at the very end, and he's like, this is for Jessica. Your card inspired me to write the most basic-ass song. Jesus Christ. Um, and then the last person she writes a letter to is her best friend. Her best friend It works at her – Jess works at a music store. She is a former cello player. Her friend is Mimi. Rent connection. Hmm. Possibly. That'd be fun. So Mimi's whole plot is that she's like, you wrote me this letter that I was the best friend who's so honest with you. And then that got me and my husband, this random man who keeps wandering in and out, and we've never established he's my husband before. That's got us talking, and we actually both want kids a lot earlier. So now we're going to have a kid. Plot line number two, complete. Done. And bow tied. Perfectly tied. Part of all of the okay, so here here's the here's the issue that that we're starting mm-hmm. to see is that love actually ties plot lines together not really neatly, but there is catharsis when they are all together at the airport. Yes, as together as one. Yes, and that is when that is when the ultimate bow is tied. Yeah, it's like look at all of these stories being told in a couple of quick clips mm-hmm. very, very quickly and very breeze by in one location where every single character is. And well, and what is happening here Hugh, is Yeah, is like Hugh not tells bad. you. He tells you at the beginning of the fucking movie the the theme, the idea of just like, wow, you know, hey, what at airports? Crazy place to see people, right? And then he talks about 9-11 for a second. And he's like, <laughs> look, you know, it's a beautiful thing, travel connects us all and then you're like okay cool and then it's not yeah. that connected the rest of the movie plot line number three uh, who me. do you want to do who do you want to do next 
You want to do her ant um, or the soldier? That's it. Yeah, get, hit me with the ant. All right. I would like the ant. The ant. I think this. The, I think the ant has our uh, strongest amount of connections waiting for us. Lila is her aunt. Lila's husband passed away four years ago. Lila has to go out to the mailbox to get Jessica's card. That's how her storyline starts. She meets Tom, who is her, I'll say it, hunky neighbor. Love Tom. Hunky. No, he's, this a, is an attractive he's a piece of man. He is a pe- he's quite the he's quite the snack. He's a looker. Tom has a pup with him who the dog is named Blitzen. Curious. <laughs> Uh, who Tom is taking care of. Lila then is like, oh, well, you suck at taking pictures. So let's just bring the dog in, freshen him up. We'll get some we Christmas got some decorations. inside. Yep. 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 Get some, get this Blitzen all spruced up to find a uh, Santa Claus for the she winter. She knows how to do it. And I'll say it. These two have amazing chemistry. This is this is some of the best chemistry we've had in a movie in, in quite they, a while. They do good. It would be better if their plot wasn't so brain dead simple. Oh, holy shit. They do nothing, man. Yeah. They do nothing. Um, so they fix up the dog and then the the Tom's like, I found somebody to take Blitzen in, and then they get there and Lila's like, actually, it's my dog. It's mine. It's my dog. <laughs> I will keep the dog, actually, on second thought. You ever meet a person and, and you're like, they they can't they can't take care of anything with them, much less themselves. Uh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe here. Um that's their storyline. They get together at the end. Um we've also got Carter, who is her brother. He's in the military, as we mentioned. It, everybody's too related. Too Everyone's related. too too related. Yeah. Uh I will also I do also have to mention that Jessica's uh parents both died. Oh, good point. Um, she is an orphan. Good. <laughs> She's orphaned. Uh, Hallmark kills these parents as well. Again? Uh, that's on them, on their conscience. Yes. Uh, on their conscience. And I, is, is Jessica's mom or dad brother slash sister of her aunt? Do you know? Jessica Jessica's mom or is it Jessica's mom or dad that's directly related to her aunt? Do, do we ever it's, find out? Oh, I know I couldn't we don't. See, I couldn't see. We do not. Okay. So but she's also grieving not only the loss of her husband, but grieving the loss of her brother or sister. Um from like a young age, I I'm guessing. Or yeah. not a young age, but like uh, probably over a decade prior yeah. to the events of this movie. I'm I'm they don't to bet. say yeah, they don't say when they passed away. Yeah, uh, there uh, the circumstances of her orphanage is uh, un- unclear, which I'm unhappy about. I like when they go into detail. Yeah, like was it a car crash on Christmas Eve? Was it a Ferris wheel accident on Christmas Day? Uh, oh, did they slip on some black ice together, holding hands? Their <coughs> blood spilling on the pavement. Their blood and their blood mixing together to create a heart over both of their heads as they bled out on the cold pavement. I would like more detail. Yeah, I can tell you would. <laughs> huh? Do you have any any other romantic ways that they can die together that are Hallmark themed? No, that was one of the <laughs> scariest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I got tons of them, Daniel. I you clearly do. <laughs> wow. Uh, so what about the brother? 
Oh, okay. The brother's in the military, in the Navy, and he's not. He's in the Army. Uh, He gets the card. His plot line doesn't fucking go anywhere. He just makes a snowman with his other woman, and then she gets deployed to Germany, and we don't know where he's getting deployed. Uh, Angie is this other woman's name. They get together, right? Yeah, they smooch at the end, and then they they hold hands. Yeah, that doesn't go anywhere. They're not at the the concert at the end, right? No, they're not. No, Um, they go to war. So you want to, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was sort of, um, I, when they showed up, I was sort of like really excited. And then I found out that her brother is Carter. And then I got way less excited because her web connects them all. I would have more appreciated. It would have been like childhood best friend or something like literally any, anything other than brother. Like it's, it's, I thought or it was like her cousin. Of, cousin would have been better, I think. Or yeah, just yeah, a friend. Literally anything else. I I don't know. It, they the uh her brother and this other like army woman, they meet while she's like delivering him a package or something like that. Um and she doesn't have any family. He only has his sister, so he gets a card, she doesn't. And then they bond over the fact that he got a card and she didn't get a card. Yeah. Um, and their lack of family. Uh, because her mom got so mad that she joined the army that she stopped talking to her. I think. <clears throat> I think that's her, her lore. Yeah, that's the lore. Is Yeah, she's like, they don't talk to me anymore. It's And we yeah. don't, they don't give us like a, well, they just don't like what what's going on. They don't agree with the administration's choices. There's just like, we don't. They don't talk to her anymore. Yeah, which would be interesting. I mean, like, if you're gonna do that, you gotta, you gotta give me, you gotta make it stance, Hallmark. Like, you gotta give a little context to that sort of thing. So it's like, so it's not like this mom has a is a heartless, like, asshole for for <laughs> disowning their daughter. Um, but yeah, they build a snowman after cool. the car breaks down <laughs> in the middle of somewhere, and then they kiss and uninteresting story check that's and then do you want to talk about luke our photographer uh there's one more that's luke no 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 there's another one you forgot about primo oh jeez yeah talk about primo good god <laughs> didn't even, i didn't even pri- write primo down <laughs> on the thing primo. yeah okay hey, primo so um so jessica thought she was getting engaged to Chris. Mm-hmm. This is where Primo starts, by the way. So Jessica thought, uh, thought she was getting engaged to Chris because Chris asks Jessica if they want to go to dinner at Primo's, which is like the, which is colloquially known as the engagement palace. Their words, not mine. Classic. The palace of engagement. I, love that. I do love here's, that. <laughs> here's what Jessica and uh, had to go off of um, to think that she was getting engaged to at this dinner. They have been dating for three months. They went on hmm. 20 to 25 dates. 20, 20 to 25 dates tops. They don't live together. Uh, they and, are not in the same line of work, so they don't spend a lot of time together. Nope, he's I'm an optometrist. Guessing, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing this is a total of a work week max in terms of time that they spent together. 
because 20 to 25 dates, like maybe an hour or two per date. Sure. Like, that's a, you spent about like maybe 50 hours together, I would argue. Maybe a little bit more. I'd say 80 if we're being generous. I'd agree with that. And, yeah. and she thought an engage <laughs> an engagement was happening. <laughs> am I am I crazy? No, it, it and they never said I love you. Yeah. That's the weirdest part. They have never they've never said I love you. So I was kind of baffled at Jessica because I trust Jessica. Jessica's my close friend and I she trust is. her. You feel to, you feel deeply for her. I do feel deeply for her and I want her to make the right choices, which is what shocked me when she had this read so wrong. <clears throat> anyway. I'm really I'm sorry, buddy. This has clearly <laughs> clearly hurt you deeply. <laughs> anyway, this is this is what brings us to Primo, my real favorite character of this movie. <laughs> Primo is the owner of Primo's Italian restaurant, the Engagement Palace. And Engagement uh, Palace is our, crazy. <laughs> Our uh, photographer, Luke, is basically uh, Primo's monkey boy who <laughs> works at Primo's and just does whatever Primo asks. Mm -hmm. I think they're friends. It's unclear if, if Luke actually likes Primo, but we meet Luke um, doing photography inside of Primo's restaurant for um, some couple. I, they, they appear to be friends with Luke. Um, and Primo comes out and is like, hey, so uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow is the next time you're working. You're going to dress up as Santa for my daughter's birthday. Yeah. So that's Primo. That's uh, Primo, Pri baby. <laughs> Primo does have a romantic through line. Um, Luke, the photographer, while he is uh, shooting shots of this couple in Primo's restaurant, uh, the couple who's shooting their engagement photos is like, hey, I know someone. Uh, her name is, who is her name? Oh God. Uh, oh. Leslie. Yes. Her name's you. Leslie. Uh, uh, the fact that I had to scribble uh, down notes uh, on this movie. Cause I was like, there's no shot. I'm going to recall this. Not. I have uh, both in any the meaningful way. I have both the love actually. And this movie's IMDb pulled up right now <laughs> just to make sure I can really get it consistent. So, okay. So. This couple sets Luke, the photographer, up with Leslie, who's an actress. They go to a date in a coffee shop. They have this, like, sketch comedy moment where it's they're on a date at a coffee shop, and they're like, come on, read lines with me. Come on, read lines with me. You gotta. And Luke's like, I'm not much of an actor. Like, I'm sorry. And uh, she's like, I just need someone to, like, read over the lines with. And she, like, goes hard in the scene, which is like, I thought I, I thought you said I loved you, or I thought you loved me. This, we're through, we're over. And she makes a big scene in the coffee shop, uh, which is kind of funny, but it's also like not, it's, it's like a, it feels it works. like a cliche. Yeah. It's a cliche. It's a cliche. It's a big cliche. It's, qu um, it's quick enough though that I, I was okay with it. Yeah. But during that talk, uh, Leslie asks Luke, hey, we should shoot new headshots. So this Leslie and Luke shoot headshots in an ice rink. Yes. Um, which is baffling to me because Daniel, we are, we are actors. Mm -hmm. And would you ever shoot your headshots? No. In an ice rink with a I scarf around I forgot these were supposed to be headshots, honestly. Headshots. Headshots. Like you're going to give this to a casting director, you in, in a, a puffer jacket, a puffer vest. And and and, and holding a, a and holding a stick, holding a hockey stick with you, like <laughs> what the hell? I, sometimes things like this 
when things like this happen in Hallmark movies, I'm like, actors made this movie. Yeah, they knew. They like know. you've seen a head, you've seen a headshot before. Yes. You are an actor. Mm-hmm. You're in a Hallmark movie. Uh, everybody that's behind the camera, production, creative, like knows you've what's seen going, an actor's knows headshot. What's before. going on? Or should? I personally have never seen a headshot with a scarf or a puffer jacket, Daniel, or a hockey stick for that matter. No, I would. I would consider that strange. Yeah. As a shock. Anyway. Primo's story continues in this moment, which is like an hour into the movie. And uh, Primo skates over because Luke is supposed to be like playing a pickup game of hockey or whatever, like right before he finishes photography or after he finishes. He's supposed to be shooting the hockey game. Like he's he's photographing the hockey game. And he's like, give me a second, guys. And they're like, no. okay, no worries. (laughs) Maybe it, it sounds like Luke organized this and was like. Hey, Leslie, mm. I have this gig that day. I know that's the only day you're free, but I have this gig. If we can just do it at the hockey rink and Leslie being a bad actor. It's like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> well, that'd be so much fun. Uh, so Primo comes over to Luke and is like, hey, what gives, man? You're monkey boy. You got to be shooting the <laughs> hockey game. You got to get my good side for the bros. Um, and Primo notices... Uh, Leslie and is like, Leslie, uh, what's your, what's your name? Oh yeah. Uh, Hey Luca. Yeah. Take, take all the time you want. And, uh, Hey, Hey Leslie, like, if you want to come watch me play hockey later, uh, I, I totally be down. I, I don't, I don't know if you like hockey or engage in hockey, but like, it's totally take as much time as you need on this headshot session because, because Luke is a good friend of mine and, um, Luke would say I'm a real. Don't you think I'm a good boy, monkey boy? I mean, I mean, I mean, Luke. Luke, don't you think I'm a good man, good boy? This is starting startling, startlingly <laughs> accurate. <laughs> to this conversation, this and is go, he this turns, is horrifically accurate. This reenactment <laughs> that's occurring right now. Primo turns around real quick and goes, "Fuck, dude, damn, Leslie, Leslie's a fucking Just. dime, shit." And that's a primo. And that's a primo. Hey, a primo's here. Ah, I'm a primo. Uh, uh, okay. Finally, we can talk about the real main star. Okay, yeah. Here's here's the story of the story. Yeah. Here's the, here is the story. Luke Miller. Jessica sends Luke's mom a card. The final card. Because Luke Miller is a photographer, but his mom was a music teacher who taught Jessica cello. So Jessica sends Mrs. Miller a card. She is out of town teaching in Kenya right now. So she sends Luke to go flirt with Jessica and then give Jessica a cello. And then they hang out and Luke's a Santa for a, mm, it's unclear if it's the community center or just an orphanage. I think it's an orphanage though. I'm 99% sure it's an orphanage. It might, it's got to be an orphanage, right? Because yeah. thematically. Yeah. I, well, and they're like, they're like, you took a picture. They took a picture of us and now people are coming to, to adopt us. So yeah, it's an orphanage. Um, yeah. yeah. Luke and Jessica do some normal shit and then they kiss and then they, and then Jessica doesn't talk to him because she sees the primo incident that Trey just talked about with Luke yeah, and, and Leslie, like Leslie slipped. Leslie like slipped on the ice slipped on the ice into Luke's arms and Luke was like classic 
you okay? And then Primo skates over and he's like, hey, what to gives? Uh. We are really overemphasizing how Italian Primo is. He's not that Italian. Uh, they, hey, what gives? The um, oh, we also need to mention that oh. the kiss that they share, the first kiss that they share mm. is, uh, is Jessica's attempt to make Chris, Chris her, her ex. ex-boyfriend jealous. I liked that. That was a bold move bold. for Hallmark. Bold move. Yeah. And it's good. It's a, a, it's a solid. <laughs> yep. But it's a solid smooch. <laughs> it's a good smooch. I liked it's it. It's one of the all timers. It was a good smooch. Yep. I liked it. It had passion. It had some, it had some sauce. And, um, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, then, uh, uh, they make up. Oh yeah, and then and then Jessica wins uh, sub for second chill. <laughs> she did it. She did it. She made it to the Chicago Orchestra. This movie takes place in Chicago, by the way. It does. Uh, they made it to the again another one. This is like third in a row. They're loving Chicago um, right now. Yeah, they listen Vancouver. They must have had some really good film breaks because they're <laughs> placing a lot of movies in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vancouver must have had a good year this year. Um, <laughs> by the way, they never shoot in Chicago. They will always shoot in Vancouver. No, they'd and rather Vancouver die. has Vancouver has elevated trains which look like Chicago. Um, oh, okay. And they probably have a lot of bucket, uh, like ex- exterior shots know for, of Chicago, uh, based on like how many are there for this year. But yeah, mm. uh, Vancouver is like there are spots of Vancouver that look like almost every city in America. Like lots of rivers. And, oh yeah, I uh, just forgot elevated about the trains. trains. It's interesting. Yeah, hmm. um, for Chicago specifically. <laughs> but yeah, so so um, Jess gets a second chair sub uh, for the Chicago Orchestra. Hell yeah, good good for her. Good for her. Uh, and uh, end of movie. End we of movie. It. That's all of the stories. Jess, mm-hmm. we are. This is Jess's web, and she just connects them all yeah um it's so complicated but also not you know yeah it's i mean it's not it's not complicated but also it kind of is i think i think part of the uncomplicated okay so I, i think the complicatedness about it is when we watch like a Hallmark movie where all of the stories are this simple, yeah. we expect it to like, we still trust it to like come together in the end with everybody. However, mm. this one does not do that. They just come together with each other. But once you realize that everyone's just coming together with each other and everybody's own separate storyline, mm-hmm. it is it is blisteringly simple. Yes. Um, it Like the love stories could not be more basic. It's a, it's two people who don't have much family meeting on an army reserve. Like, cool. It's it's yeah. a person was outside walking their dog while someone was checking their mail. Done. Cool. And then they take uh, some pictures and like... Yeah. Yeah, this... And the most, yeah. the most complicated story we have is the main story, mm-hmm. but it's a Hallmark story. Yes. So it's not complicated at all. I, so, no. yeah, it... it Part of what makes love actually so happy and sad and complex is that all of the that each story 
utilizes another character from another story yeah. as something other than the protagonist or antagonist of that story. So, like, for example, um, Emma Thompson's character is a mentor slash, slash reflection for Liam Neeson's greater story. Yes. Whereas, like, Alan Rickman serves as a mentor slash reflection uh, or slash antagonist to, I can't remember the uh, American's name, um, the but pr- to that greater story. The president? No, no, no. The the American that works in the office. I can't remember her name. Mm. Um, who hooks up with the the Brazilian guy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, that story. So, uh, it all of the like every everybody's main. Everybody has a main story, and the side characters in each person's main story also have a main story that have other side characters. Yeah. Whereas this movie is just like, it's in a, it's in I, a bucket. I love, um, I love Colin Firth's story in love actually, um, because it literally is just like right at the beginning. He is friends with, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor and, uh, Keira Knightley and he's at their wedding. And then, completely fucks off to do his own thing in France. And then at the very end comes back and is like, I got to tell y'all about my adventure. And then that's it. Like that's the connection. And that's enough. That's more than enough. enough. And Colin Firth was in that movie. And he was in that movie and he, and he learned a language kind of, that's a lovely Uh, movie. Oh, Portugal. Oh, he went to, no, no, no. Did he go? She was Portuguese. She was Portuguese, but they were in France, France. I think. Okay. Gotcha. Who knows, man? Um, um, yeah, that's this movie. So, like, I, God, we've spent half an hour on this goddamn movie, but also nothing happens. It, <laughs> I think what's what's nice about it is they gave us a little brain exercise. Hallmark <laughs> said, "Hey, hey, Trey, hey, it's a Daniel, very polite way to put it. are you are you paying attention? You do. You have to focus on this movie. Are you are you listening? Oh. Yeah." Because I, me, Hallmark brain, if I didn't pay attention to this movie, I would have thought that Jessica and the boy band guy were the two main characters. Because they, they are want shown, you to think they're going to hook up. They really want you. And I did. I did, admittedly. I thought, I, I no, it would have been interesting if he came, if he was like, you know what? If he was in the middle I of this should, shit. I, I should go visit. I should go visit. Hell, yes. Like, what the hell? I would have loved that. I don't know. This was not Hallmark's Love Actually. This was just another Hallmark movie. Three out of ten stars. Yes. Three out of ten? Um, mm, yes. I have a one out of um I have a one out of ten review. Whoa. Okay. All right. Um Yet another woman seeing a man interacting with another woman and figure he's interested in the other woman. Uh, the the main complaint is there were so many subplots, uh, which uh, if you do nothing with them, that is a fair complaint, even though that was kind of the point. The friend and her <laughs> dilemma about having a baby with her hubby, the foster home, the boy band, the audition, the boy whose mom gets him a violin, though he wants to play a guitar. That's not a subplot. That's not a subplot. That That's is a beat. not a subplot. That's a that fucking a plot. beat. That is a beat. Uh, military theme, the beginning restaurant scene too. No one, no guy talks like he did. I'm, 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> this guy says no no guy talks like Chris did, who is the doctor who's uh who's uh Jessica's ex at the beginning. He says oh. no guy talks like he did. No. Which it makes me think he's like a super fan. This reviewer is like, no 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 guy talks like my guy. No guy talks like he That's, did. Don't you fucking talk to him don't, like don't that. Don't you say a damn word about my man. Let- any sorry anything else in there um how can you end the movie without a huge shot of the moon we just got a celebrate obligatory kiss and city lights what a huge shot of the moon what the fuck movies are these people I'm talking sorry. about what are you watching did you watch the same movie I wanted I wanted the musician to hook up with Jessica so bad. Okay, I you know I can understand that frustration. <laughs> I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna judge your frustration at not having your needs met in this particular film. <laughs> I th- I think that's buck wild, but um, yeah, I'm okay. So mad. Um, okay, Daniel, what do we got? Connections? Do we have any? You said something about the ant. Did I really? Yeah, you said the ant is a is a point of contention here. Hmm. Hmm. Um. No. Did I? No. You- I mean, I'm so. Listen, I'm very curious about is this dog a Christmas dog or not? Okay. I'm very okay. curious about is Blitzen, what is Blitzen doing? Is Blitzen, where is Blitzen in all of this, right? Okay. So Blitzen gets adopted by? By Lila, by the aunt, Aunt Lila. Okay. Doesn't do a lot of Christmas dog shit, man. No. But he's named after it- one of the reindeer. That's too real to be nothing. Or is it? Is it just real enough? Hmm. Do you think Santa sends Blitzen because he hears a love actually is going down and then very quickly Blitzen's like, oh, this is fucking, this is nothing, Santa. No. <laughs> Blitzen's like Blitzen checks out like 15 minutes into the movie because Blitzen's just like okay. no I see this shit no Mm-mm. let's explore this let's explore this Santa catches wind of on his potentiometer that a love actually situation may may be happening in the area he thinks for just a heartbeat of a, of a rabbit's fluttering ears that there uh-huh. might be a love actually going down and the solve is sending a Christmas dog mm-hmm. with the hopes that the not with the hopes not that the dog would then be owned by the ant, but that the dog would be shopped around enough to get mm. to the boy band, connecting the boy band, because he's feeling down on his luck and lonely. Interesting, interesting. Who else who else is a potential suitor for this dog? Maybe Chris? See, I feel like 
Jessica is the one who needs a Christmas dog. I feel like the Hallmark love actually is too strong. Mm, okay. And and that would prevent that would that would take Jessica off the the docket for it. If she became Jessica, too focused on the Christmas dog angle is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think I think the I think because she is connected to everybody, the dog was meant to connect more people to other more other people. Okay. Not connect Jessica to more people. Hmm. You see where I'm going with this? I think so. I think so. The dog. I think the dog was meant to be. So Santa Santa pulled up his potentiometer, which you obviously know what that is. Absolutely. I don't need to explain that at all. And um, it went boop boop. Love actually alert alert. Love actually alert. And the love actually alert was at like seventy five percent. And Santa was like, okay, how can I make it a love actually happen? Let's throw a dog in there and really get a mix in. However, the dog was either like too cute or the um, guy was too charming oh. to the point to the point where the dog stayed at that location, not only closing off the the love actually scenario, yeah. but uh, preventing uh, closing off that uh, that not only closing mm. off that relationship, but closing off all potential love actually scenarios okay. that the dog could have caused. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. Okay. So, so see, I always imagine that the dog was too weak, but you're saying actually the dog is too powerful. Too, strong, too powerful. That's right. And yeah, mm. I, and I, yeah, I do. I do. I think this is a failure. This is just like a ab, an abject failure on Santa's part mm. to create Christmas spirit in the city of Chicago. Mm. Mm, okay. Didn't our last movie, didn't Christmas Under the Stars take place in Chicago, too? Yeah. That's something, huh? It's a lot. A lot of Chicago. Too much, one would argue. What you, what you getting at, Daniel? Nothing. I just... What you nothing. getting at? <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. Why? You know, why? Why? I mean, is, does, is Jack's going to, like... Jax plays at like a a fucking nothing venue, and he's and yeah, he's playing I'm, in yeah. Chicago, and he's playing at some nothing venue. We're we're supposed to believe that this is like a Nick Lachey style guy, right? But then he's playing at like a dive bar for this boy band reunion. Porque, hmm. I think this still has to do with the dog. I think the dog was meant to be... Okay, here... Okay, are you ready? Okay. This is, this is, my, this is my theory. I'm pumped for it. Here's what I think was supposed to happen with the dog. The true story. Here you go. Here's the true story that Santa saw. Sa- Santa sent this dog and said, there... 99 times out of 100, this story is going to happen. And unfortunately, we got the one time this story did not happen. You got the dud because, Blitzen. Because Blitzen too good. The ant does not fall in love with Blitzen. 
and instead keeps Blitzen to foster and helps shop Blitzen around. Blitzen is, is shopped around some. The manager calls in an emotional support dog, mm. and it just happens to be uh, uh, Jessica's aunt and Blitzen. And Blitzen is a foster dog, needs some love, needs it, needs a loving home. If you can hang on to Blitzen, you could test him out. The manager has to pitch um, to uh, Jax, like, hey, we got this dog for you. And Jax is like, hey, I'm, I actually don't need a dog. And the manager's like, trust me, just let it happen. This ties into the theme of virality. And how he's opening for a act with 50 million followers. He starts writing a song for this dog. Uh, he just on on a whim. He's like, "What am I supposed to do with this dog?" You know, Blitzen, Blitzen, you're my favorite dog. He he sings to Blitzen. He's accidentally recording. He accidentally left his phone recording because he was recording a uh, cameo. <laughs> And uh, he was recording a cameo. He is accidentally singing to this dog. He sends the cameo. The cameo goes viral. He's the one with 100 million followers now because of this dog. He adopts the dog. He goes on the road with the dog. He books a bigger venue in Chicago, probably like something like the Studebaker, something like the Chicago Theater. Okay. Big, these big venues in Chicago. And uh, he becomes, he instead of opening for the 17-year-old, the 17-year-old is now opening for him because the booking agent was like, I see the potential, okay? okay. This is what was supposed to happen with the dog. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, and this, and this interconnects the ant story. The ant is then invited. The ant can hang out with Jessica, which we don't quite see all too much in, in the movie. The, it's pretty phone call based, I would say, for the most part, which is kind of a bummer. Um, since movies are a medium where why can't you just get these two people in the same thing. room? Yeah, just, just it. have it just happen. Just have a visit. Time is infinite. We don't need to do phone calls. Um, anyway, so uh, this this connects that story. The song, the, the hit song goes viral. Uh, it, it The army does a, uh, a video, a viral dance video. <laughs> a viral dance video to the song and is like yeah that's my dog that's uh, the aunt says and Jessica's <laughs> like wow that's crazy um and then that is the love actually that we all love oh. and then the movie ends with the dog singing the melody of the song that Jax wrote with his other boy band friends and the power of the dog gets the rest of the band back together this is what was supposed to happen this was what was supposed to happen. Instead, mm. what happened is uh, the rest of the band had a lot of romantic tension that did not include Jack. <laughs> and they played <laughs> at a venue that is like standing room only, but for 50 people. And it's mm. like super outside. Um, so. Okay. Santa L. Santa B big. Big L. Um, I feel I feel like I just blacked out. Why this? You do a this lot. a lot. <laughs> you 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 go to like the upside down or some shit. I saw I saw it. I saw it. Um, I I love that. I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, 
I want to posit, and I don't have a ton of evidence for this, but, you know, these guys, these two other members of Jack's band, they're musicians, but they clearly haven't gone that far. They've said themselves. I want to posit that maybe they teach at the same school as the teacher in Christmas Under the Stars. Okay. I think they're, I think they're like the co-music teachers there at this school. Okay. Sure. That's all I got. This this was crazy, man. This this was this was not they could not handle this. I don't know who at Hallmark said they can handle something like this. You cannot just put together a movie like this. Yeah, I, it's I mean, it's hard to write. It's a hard movie it's hard. to write. And also, I think what's difficult about Hallmark doing it is Hallmark prides itself on being able to just turn on Hallmark the Harmark channel yeah. and being able to pick, pick up the plot of the movie wherever you left Hell off. Hell no. And not with this one. Love actually, love actually famously. You can't do that. No. If you've seen it before. Yes. I could jump into this movie again and be fine. But first time viewers, if you come in even like 10, maybe even five minutes late to this one, you're going to be a little confused until you start yeah. to like piece the pieces together. Cause again, it's not that fucking complicated, but it's yeah. too complicated at the same time. It's too complicated. It is too complicated at the same time. Yeah. Usually I can literally not pay attention at all and get the gist. This time Mm-mm. I had to I had to be locked on I and I was punished it. They for made it. me watch the damn movie. They made me watch the movie. They made me watch the movie. Speaking of watching movies, would you like to hear about next week's movie? Yeah, is it Madam Webb? No, it's not, but I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. We're going back. Uh to Graceland. It's Christmas at no, Graceland. Oh, you gotta two. be shitting me, dude. Home that for the sucks. holidays. Harper oh, is in Memphis before so Christmas, bad. visiting her sister and family after three years working at museums in Europe. Cool. Visiting Graceland with her two nieces, Harper meets a single dad of three kids. He's got one more. He wins the battle and is offered a job as temporary nanny. God, they love these fucking nanny stories. The fact that I have to walk through this week knowing that this movie is at the end of it this this i got a piece of trivia this will help you okay this movie was shot in the summer with temperatures exceeding 90 degrees in memphis hell yeah so every time we see them in their christmas outfits know that these actors were just in hell making this oh yo that's messed up that's horrible so messed up fucking horrible that's so funny Yikes. okay um well instead of uh being out in 90 degrees you can uh be out hmm. that wasn't going somewhere i thought it was going to take me somewhere but it ended up not taking me anywhere um christmas in graceland more, more like christmas in your face and give us five stars on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also hit us with a follow. That'll really help us out. Or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We love reading those. Uh, you can visit our website, www.missletosecret.wixsite.com to see our version of the story so far. Or go to the contact form at the bottom of the page to tell us your version of the story so far. Uh, you can also do the same by sending us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on TikTok at mistletoesecretpodcast on TikTok. Uh, the intro and outro music was written by Colin Robertson. Daniel, what is the outro music called? The outro music is called... God, I really <laughs> threw you off. You did. Your, your rhythm. The outro music is called 
five days until Christmas. And the intro music is, of course, called Five Nights at Freddy's. My name is Trey Plutnicki. <laughs> My name is Daniel Kunkel. Thank you for and saving I'm reminding that you, <laughs> And I'm reminding oh, you man. to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.